0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of College Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South and Texas Pete. I'm your host Tyler Huck, and with me, as always, my co-host with a lovely new sweatshirt, Chris Marler. It is nice, right? Got the you feeling feeling spicy with the one seed over there?
1: I hate it. Mm. I hate it. I mean, I love it. It's cool. It's like pretty awesome. As somebody that's been watching Bama sports their whole life, it's like. Wild that we're the number one seed in the entire tournament. I think I feel like the of so like the whatever the it's not the selection committee, but like they, like, I just it didn't make a lot of sense. Did you ever see yesterday when they're doing the side by sides? I mm-hmm. can't. Also, let's just get this out of the way.
0: Whoa, Ooh. hold on. What is that? Like, it uh, looks like, like self-tanner, maybe
1: we have a story coming at the end that'll be for the uncensored moment of the week and it involves. What We'll we'll just talk about it later. You'll find are out those lesions, huh? No, this is from lifting, bro. Oh my god! Um, All right, yeah, I need to get the story on this. Yeah, no. So I think like I just was surprised. They kept doing these little side by sides of like the um. There's Ben Diesel. What's up, dude? Uh, they kept doing the side by sides of like here's each. Um, I can't look at you. I so much.
0: Can <laughs> we just tell you the story okay. now? Yeah, because I mean I feel like people are gonna want to know what's going on. It seems insane that your hands would look like this. All right. I'm going to tell you guys a story.
1: It's so bad. This is bad. It's bad. It's bad. Um, okay. Okay. Yesterday. Our uncensored moment of the week. We're <laughs> going to start right now. Oh,
0: my gosh. How bad is this? Like, How bad is this?
1: It's not, it's like not, it's not good. It's not that bad. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So this person that I like, that I've like, been friends with for a long time, <laughs> invited me over to like hang out at their house. Okay. So I go over. We're like watching You, which is a lovely, very non-weird, creepy show on Netflix. Not at mm-hmm. all uncomfortable. She gets like Shake Shack, to the house like for dinner, which is super nice. Lovely. Um, wow yeah
0: this person paid for it
1: yeah of course they did you know i don't have shake shack money right um especially you, you with the uber the uber eats up cost i don't think so oh
0: so it's gonna um, be a 50 dollar meal
1: it's like 69 dollars actually on the spot wow <laughs> um so i like we haven't spoken well we've spoken but we haven't been on air together in a while um I have not been feeling great for a couple weeks. Okay. So I did not feel well. Okay. And I had, I had to go to the bathroom. Okay. Oh, it's not okay. It's not on my hands. Okay. All right. I, go to the bathroom, and I, I'm like looking for. I'm looking for, like, if there's, like, matches or if it's, like, Febreze and there's no matches. So I see, a, 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 like, an unmarked bottle that's shaped like a Febreze, so I spray it. It smells great. It smells like coconuts on the beach. Um, okay. and, and, and all I, of
0: this so, is leading to why your hands look the way
1: they do. So I just start spraying it okay. for, like, several seconds. Okay. Like, four five seconds, like you do with Febreze. And it's not, it's not <laughs> weird that Febreze would be in a bathroom. It's not. Uh, Are
0: you trying? Are you like trying to get me to say that what you said is accurate? This is
1: not my fault. So I like look down at my hands. My hands and my feet are covered in like this black splotchy, like wetness, and I'm like, "What the fuck is happening?" It's all over the floor. I look up. It's all over the walls, like all like. like but our audience will. It looks like I have spray painted the walls. It looks like fucking Hulk Hogan spray painting the NWO sign on like the WCW belt. Like it's everywhere. And I'm like, what? So I yell out. I'm like, oh no, out loud.
0: Oh no. Hey, How long have you been there? How long have you been in there at that point? Three minutes. Okay.
1: Oh, wow. I don't know. No, I wasn't. Let me tell the story. So... (laughs) So, so uh, she like sends this message. It's like, is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, don't come in here, which is like the least comforting thing. Yeah. You could say to somebody. But I like fired it off right away. And I was right. like, don't come in here. And so she doesn't. And she's like, like, what's going on? Like, did you like clog a toilet or something? And I was like, and I hadn't yet. So I didn't feel bad. So I like, there's like a thing of paper towels. I start just like, like wiping up all the paper towel stuff, like wiping up all the stuff with paper towels. It uh-huh. is in my hands. It's like I get it up off the floor. I make the mistake of trying to get it off the wall. It's just smearing into the wall.
0: Jesus. Like
1: it's like this massive, like, like bronze stain on what is now an accent wall, which is nice. Um, and I'm like. She's like, what is going on? And I was like, hey, what is in this fucking bottle? Like, what is happening right now?
0: She she still hasn't walked in yet. No. Okay. She's like... So you're just having a conversation with her from one side of the door. And you're like, please do not come in here. But could you please explain to me what was in this bottle in here? What's in
1: this bottle? And she goes, oh, it's self-tanner. And I was like, cool. Glad it is. Glad it is. She's like, why? And I was like, no reason. So... Mm -hmm. I come out, finally, and, like, now I've, I've, like, tried to throw away all, like, the paper towels. I threw away in the toilet, so now the toilet's clogged.
0: No! You! Yes. Why would you?
1: So, like, I'm, like, panicking. Don't know what to do. Dude. I, like, I, so, finally, I come out. And I was, like, listen.
0: Oh, my God. We're
1: both adults. I'm just going to tell you. I'm just going to tell you everything that happened. And she's, like, Chris. You absolutely do not need to tell me everything that happened. And I was like, I'm going to tell you everything that happened. So. So you told her all that. Told her all that. And she's like, didn't laugh once. Okay. And so I, I didn't know what to say. So I like hold up my hand. Right. And I'm like, I go, please, please don't cancel me for doing black hand. And she looks at me and she goes, yeah. Okay. So like, maybe you go home like maybe you go home. And I was like, yeah. Okay. And she's like, literally every piece of furniture, every oh. sheet, everything in this house is white.
0: That is so I stunning. There
1: in the living room for 20 minutes waiting on an Uber. Just in silence.
0: Were you like standing on newspaper or something? <laughs>
1: <laughs> she was like rubbing my face in it like a, like a new puppy, just like like, look what you did. <laughs> when was this? Um, uh,
0: this is what? When did this happen? Last night. And you can't get that off your hands? No. What, is well, it on I your really, feet? Is it on your feet too? On my feet. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> um, I, you can't make that story up. That is in, I think someone said in here, that's a plot to a Ben Stiller movie. Unreal. It was awful. I'm so You're glad I'm so glad we waited to tell that on the podcast. It wouldn't have been the same if I'd already known. No. That was good. Yeah, yeah let's so, do it.
1: Okay, so what are we going to talk about tonight? Uh, we're going to discuss a little bit of spring practice. I mean, not a crazy amount of stuff, but just like some stuff. I want to get into some rankings that I've seen that have come out with you. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I actually teased on the podcast last week and never got to because I have ADD and I forgot and I'm out of my meds because there's a shortage nationally and I hate everything. That is... The- <sighs> fucking crisis on our hands right now Mm
0: -hmm. um
1: then we're gonna talk about how to pronounce the word behind tyler's head for some people on twitter um that like to yell at me mainly tennessee fans not you aj grub because we love you um and then there's so there's two rankings i want to talk to you about there's like they they uh sds came out with um the what was it sds came out with ranking the uh what's up brad satan um dude long time no see uh quarterback room grades okay across the sec across the sec um okay. so pull those up for one you can find it on our on scs instagram it's probably the easiest one and then um i think on three came out with their quarterback or their coach rankings in the sec and and also 24 7 sports came out with their top 10 rankings nationally i think we should go with those i think we should talk about those because that's kind of what we're
0: doing more now is nationally okay so when um, you want to pull up i'll pull it up on the screen we can talk about it
1: yeah i love that um Yes, Brad, a lot has happened since the last time I talked to you. Look at my fucking hands. It's <laughs> it, my hands look like the fucking like when you like have spaghetti and Tupperware too many times. Like, yes, color it
0: is. It's not it like is. a good
1: color. What's up, my games?
0: Um, so it's a yeah. great description. It does. It looks like you've got you've been eating like SpaghettiOs with your hands. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why it's so funny.
1: And who's to say I haven't? <laughs> mm. Also, we got a special announcement. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about the the basketball tournament. We should probably start with the basketball tournament and get into college football just because it's more timely, stuff that's going on. Obviously, also at 8.30, we have – not obviously, but at 8.30, we have a – I guess we can talk about basketball going into that because we have an interview at 8.30 with Adam Spencer, our basketball guru from SDS. And at the end, Tyler and I are going to rank our top five favorite sports movies. I want to hear from you guys as well what your favorite sports movies are unless they're stupid, in which I will roast you on this, your podcast. And um, no, I'm kidding. I won't do that. But yeah, that's pretty much it. So because the Oscars were last night. Did you watch the Oscars? No.
0: Good answer. (laughs) Bro, I don't deal with all this woke, you know what? I'm just kidding. I I really don't even know. I didn't pay attention to the Oscars at all last night. I made one, one comment about
1: listen but just bottom line what did you say
0: huh what did you say what was your comment it was a tweet
1: and it said no brad satan nobody watches the oscars anymore because it's fucking terrible it's it's not a good here's what bothers me with the oscars and i say this to you guys all the time and i don't care how it sounds and i love you guys to death and i know some of you love me back but i'm i'm a pretty big lib and and like about like stuff just socially and and that's like that's it, we can all have different opinions on on social issues, on, on politics, and it doesn't make me, like, feel any differently towards anyone. It used to, for sure, to be honest, when I was, like, in a relationship with a super woke lib. But, like, I think uh, growing up, like, I just started to realize, like, people can vote for other people, people can have other opinions, and it doesn't make them a bad person. We can all have different opinions. It doesn't make them a bad person. But what pisses me off is when we have this, like, overcorrection of wokeness where it's, like, like, and I hate to, I feel like I'm like fucking Clay Travis or J Boy right now, but like, but the Oscars is the worst about it. Eddie Boozin knows what's up. The Oscars is the worst about it um, um, because it it's like, okay, here's like objectively good movies that everyone liked, and they're like, no. Have you heard of Dandelion Sunshine Rain? And you're like, no, because that that sounds fucking mm-hmm. ridiculous. It sounds like a password in someone's
0: computer that no one would ever guess. Yeah, it's an Egyptian, but uh... right. It does have subtitles, but the subtitles are in Spanish. Right,
1: right. <laughs> but like, you have to hear the main character, her story. They chose the actress to do that story because she also didn't grow up with running water, and and her dad had four legs, so we used to call her Spider Daughter. And even that didn't make sense because spiders have eight legs. Right. And so it, all of these things, and and so you're like. So, like, when Top... Like, bottom line, I don't care. I'm going to get on a little sub about this. We, we are going to talk about sports at some point. But Top Gun 2 is the best movie I've seen in 10 years. It was fucking great. Everyone that I talked to that saw it was like, that was a great movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was great. And it got nominated for Best Picture, as it should have. Because it was a great
0: movie. Yeah, but it and shows patriotism. I was like, we are against, we are against you know? patriotism.
1: Yeah, which <laughs> we have to be, right? like. Yeah. So I saw like, like, and it's crazy too, because the stuff that people will say to you about that, you're like, like, you can't, like, I, okay, so I posted something and it was a picture of Kanye with the Taylor Swift thing. And it was like, this is all of us later tonight when, uh what do you call it? um Like, wait, what is it? <laughs> yeah, they walked to the school uphill both ways. um But I was like, here's the, like, like here's the all of us later tonight when, when, Top Gun 2 loses to some stupid shit with subtitles. I got called, I got called like every name imaginable. And then somebody got upset with me because I said something about the subtitles. And she's like, I think the deaf community would definitely not agree with this take. And I was like, that's, that's, that's called closed captioning. So that's different than what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> anyway. Um, Yo, I, do, I I watch everything with subtitles to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm a little um, offended by you. Yeah, <laughs> fair. Um, let's we're gonna get into basketball in like 15 minutes, so let's talk some football first. Do you want to start with the coach rankings? Like, because like, I know there's a lot to get into with that, or do you want to start with? I think we start with the coach rankings. All right, what, What?
0: where are we pulling these from? I want to okay, be so on the same page here. 247 sports has some SEC coach ranks. We can do
1: that, or I think we should do national because I think that's okay. What we're um, and I want to say. That it was. Oh my God! Somebody just sent me there. Um, somebody just sent me peppers outside. Um, I, I want to say that there was like they usually do a top twenty-five, and and so in the, the point I want to bring up too is it's interesting. Now I have known this was going to happen throughout the most season or throughout most of the season. Uh, what's up, Benihana?
0: I is this the top thirty-five coaches ahead of the twenty twenty-three season? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh no! Hey, no, we're not doing politics. We're not doing
1: politics um, in the comments. No, so um, I, I like was looking at this the other day, and, and I thought this was going to happen. And I honestly, I thought the outrage would be bigger. Maybe I just didn't read the comments enough, or something, which is probably a good move. Um, but I feel like I feel like uh, oh, and Herman Brown's asking some good questions too. Okay, keep going with the list. Okay, what's that? Keep going with the list. I mean, at number one. Let's let's just here you go through like any anything that jumped out of your top twenty five wise put it up on the thing. All right, you're getting distracted by the comments, aren't you? I, I am. Can, I can feel it. Well, because Benihana it just announced who I thought he was, which is Ben Diesel, and I'm so confused. Just, he's the same person. All right, you putting the thing up? Yes. All right, so basically here – and and there there won't be any spoilers. Okay, why would you start there, idiot?
0: <laughs> well, it says at the top, Kirby Smart grabs top building. Okay, so. that's fine.
1: So – and we're going to talk about this, this week, as we do the countdown because I, I don't have a problem with that. I really don't. Get get into top 25. I was surprised about Mike Elko after one season as a head coach being
0: at 34. It seems like a lot. Um, Beamer yeah, – Duke won nine games. Getting... Huh? Well, Duke won nine games. That's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, I just, it's one season. So that's like, yeah. okay. Like Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly being behind Steve Sarkisian and, and I love Sark, but Chip Kelly being behind him and Beamer at 23, one spot behind Mac Brown is kind of
0: wild to me. Um, all right. Keep going down. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking yeah, I'm if, uh, if you're wanting to start a program, I'm, I'm going to take Beamer over Mac Brown pretty much. Eleven. Yeah. 10 out of but that's 10.
1: not like, that's not what the rankings are. It's not starting a program. Um, like, okay, like, so Mike Norvell behind Mario Cristobal is certainly, an <laughs> a take. Have.
0: yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, look, everything about Cristobal is about what he's building and recruiting, but That's it. it's always had always has we've been. never seen him to be a good game day coach. Every nope. time that the Oregon, like, Oregon can hang their hat on that Ohio State Road win, which is a nice win, don't get me wrong, but like, think about when. The big games against utah last year he got absolutely just destroyed twice in one season that's hard to do
1: yeah there's also the narrative that he did or the narrative of him and like how bad of a job he did with the quarterback situation there just because of of what like justin herbert was able to do um mm-hmm. or was like limited in his system doing i so i don't understand that as much like and like norvell because here's the thing too i'm assuming this is like total body of work right like you have yeah. to think about total body of work I don't disrespect the Mac Brown thing being that low because of, like, he hasn't had as much recent success, and I don't think all of it should be based on what he did at Texas. I'm just kind of surprised that this is, like, he was that low. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Herman Brown, did not. Um, Okay, so keep going down.
0: Gundy. 19 behind the the coach at Kansas State. But that guy had a ton of success at North Dakota State, so that's probably why he's – yes, he won 69 games in five years, so you know you love that. Now give me Kalen DeBoer. Kalen DeBoer, a bit more interesting. Uh, he had a great season at Washington. I think it was his first year there last year. Um, but to your point, I mean, Elko kind of did the same thing. Um, I don't I know. Do like Willie Fritz at sixteen.
1: I like Willie Fritz. I do too. He's the sixteenth best coach in the country.
0: <laughs> Willie Fritz is is almost ten spots ahead of Mac Brown. Wait, just because they're both old, is that the co- is that the comparison? No, I'm just
1: saying. Like, I, I don't <laughs> understand. Like, this whole prisoner of the moment thing is so tough. And this is, listen, I've always said this too. I don't feel any sort of like jealousy at anyone that has to do this shit for a living because this is tough. Like, do do like Connor used to have to do. It still does have to do all this stuff, and I, I I don't envy it in the least. Like, where he used to do all the rankings because the rankings are tough. Mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin at 13 is something. Sunny Dykes at 12. After making the national championship game in year one, and now Damn. we get to the good stuff. Josh Heupel right. at ten is fucking absurd.
0: Uh, in what way?
1: Not even
0: they're not even on. Oh um, god, the audio just got way worse. Yeah. Oh god, can't hear you at all now. Oh, boy. Let's wait for Chris to get back here so we can talk about Josh Heupel and his take on that. While we wait, 10 is Heupel, 9 is Fickle. Okay, what about now? Ah, there you are, sir. It's
1: so weird. It's, I, I, they weren't even hooked up. I don't understand. Oh, yeah, I haven't th- seen Pippen. Okay, so Luke Fickle at 9, I love. I think that's a great pick. I think he's a very, very good coach. I think he has the body of work that, that has earned it. Keep going. Heupel, <laughs> what the fuck? So like so here's the issue I have here. Now we're getting into like um Benny Hanna. <laughs> a lot. Now we're getting into like the stuff that's like these are the top ten coaches, and you have Heupel at 10. I have a very hard time believing that Josh Hypel, because he had a good season last year with a 25 year old quarterback, generational receiver talent that they have not had in mult like in multiples in well over a decade. Of a, a first round pick at left tackle, I mean, you had everything you needed to to build like like a great team. I don't. I mean, they were really good. They were really good, and and they were arguably a playoff team. Maybe with Hendon Hooker, maybe, maybe they don't give up sixty three points to South Carolina and fucking Spencer Rattler if Hendon Hooker's knee doesn't doesn't buckle. Like I don't know. I don't know, but like that just seems like ten seems pretty high um like like and the only reason i say it is like you should if you stack those seasons then maybe but like kyle whittingham is <laughs> like a really good coach for a really long time he checks in at eight behind lincoln riley <laughs> it's like ryan day at six seems aggressively low he what's, he's, he's 45 and six He there he's six. I you, you cannot convince me. Like, just, I just need
0: to I need I need to get the full body of work here. Okay. So Jim Harbaugh is three. I don't I don't see it.
1: I don't see that. Da- like
0: I I mean I'm look if you're doing if you're basing it on a body of work, I mean I take Dabo over Harbaugh, but it kind of feels like Clemson's trending down a bit still. I can see
1: that. Yeah, that doesn't feel like as much of a prisoner of the moment move. But Harbot three seems a little bit odd. Um, I just Brian Kelly odd. at
0: five, yeah. I think it's tough to put. I think I'd rather have Lincoln Riley honestly than Brian Kelly.
1: Brian Kelly's numbers are really, really good. Yeah, I mean, he's go- a great coach. He's—I mean—he's been a coach for a long time. He has like over 260 career wins. I, I know some of those are in like D two, when he's at Youngstown State. I think it was um not young State. say he was at somewhere he was like a division two place something like that or division one double a i mean um i don't have a problem with him being in five because i think he's a really really good coach it does kind of feel like like here go go back go back down why are do you keep going to ryan day what are you doing where do you want me to go right here to brian kelly like okay <laughs> christ we're not gonna dock brian kelly too much for lsu's late season fade with losses to Texas A&M and Georgia. I, I just can't get over. It. This is what I've been saying about LSU for all offseason is LSU, like, I, I've, I've just, to be honest, I feel like that, like, they're, all their hype going into next year, I know they return 10 of 11 on offense. It does feel like all their hype is kind of based around that Bama win, which is a one-point win in overtime. And, you know, like, I, I just have a hard time thinking that, like, like, you had everything in front of you still when you went to A&M and you got fucking, like, beat by yeah. by two touchdowns and that was, was the that was just a, the conference yeah. vandy i, I just yeah. have a hard
0: time getting over that am i crazy for that no i totally agree that that was a horrendous loss i mean you can't and you can't at that point in the season especially they are a team now that is brian kelly's like right that Florida the florida state game you could you could easily say like florida state caught them at a great time you know uh because it wasn't really brian kelly's team yet but right you know that that was the last game of the season, and like you had everything on your plate. Nobody was opting out because the season was over, and you like pretty pretty much got destroyed. Yeah, by one of the worst teams in the conference. Um, kind of random. Don't know where it came from, honestly. Um, I guess. Yeah, you know, I don't think
1: they were dealing with a, a ton of injuries or anything crazy. Like, I mean, I know. I mean, they almost lost to Arkansas when they had the week to clinch the SEC at Arkansas, and and, and they were playing a backup quarterback. Like KJ Jefferson wasn't even in. Yeah. Um, I just have a hard time thinking that, like, that I, I don't know. Like, they returned so much talent this year and they should improve because you, like, the biggest improvement usually you see is from year two, uh, from year one to year two. Um, and so, and I don't doubt that. I, I, and again, I think Brian Kelly is a very good coach. LSU is a place that is a recruiting monster. He'll recruit there, you know, year in and year out. I just, I just think it's a weird, weird setup to say that he's, like, I, I just like going into next year. My problem is not here with him, like in his ranking as much as it is. Like, I feel like we're glossing over some of the things that happened. And, and, and LSU might be a case study in, in, like, what's it called? Like confirmation bias, if anything. And what I mean by that is, you talk about last year going into like the, the game where they played Florida State and they, they got manhandled for most of that game. It wasn't really a close game, they looked bad. They were getting, like, you know, Florida State was winning that game handedly. Like, they, mm-hmm. they were dominating them on, on both sides of the ball, it seemed like. Not really on offense as much. But, like, yeah. LSU's offense wasn't doing anything. And they get that stop on the goal line of that fumble on the goal line, go 99 yards, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we've got a ball game. And then and it's just weird. I've said this so many times, too, on here and on radio. Like, that game, for whatever reason, they lost on a missed extra point. Mm-hmm. That game's in New Orleans. It turns into this whole thing where, where it was just, like, when you get to, like, later in the season, it's like, if we wouldn't have lost that. We, we're a playoff team. It's like, no, you're not. Yeah. You, and you did lose that game. It, it, like, yeah. Why are we just sleeping on Florida State thinking that they're not as good just because of like, – because of? anyway, I think it's a confirmation bias thing. Let's get to the top two and tell I want to hear your thoughts first. Do you have a problem with this?
0: No. I, I think if there's one coach right now that I'd want to have in the country, it's Kirby Smart. If I had to choose Fuck. one Fuck you, right Jeff. now, That's what. that's the podcast. That's it. So, uh, it's been a great night. and uh, <laughs> um, No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, that it's doesn't a really make game. for good radio, but, I mean, what am I going to say? Like, the old crafty vet, I know it's been a couple years, but, yeah, I just nah. – uh, Kirby's got it all going right now. Um, I don't know, early thoughts on uh, – I know spring practice is starting here. Like, early thoughts on – what you think Bama's is going to be like just replacing some like really key guys like Bryce Young, obviously being the main one. I do, I
1: think, I think they're going to be better than people think. Um, like, which sounds stupid, but I think they're going to be, I think. Pepper's outside. Um, I think that they're going to get back to like running the football. I, I tell you what's going to be interesting is and this is in general. Um, I, I, like the numbers that we're going to have that we're going to have for, um, What do you call it? And and just real quick, I I agree with you fully on on Kirby Smart. He's twenty nine and one in the last few seasons. He's won thirty three of his last thirty four games. What they did alone against ranked teams was was incredible. Um, Like he's he's recruiting. I know that Bama finished number one, but it's like you know when you're that top three. um, uh, Like when you're that top three, I don't think there's that big of a a difference. And they return a ton of talent. Um, Just what he's doing right now, I just think. it's different than anything we've seen in quite some time, but including Alabama. Um, What what I'm interested to see is, and I think the Bama is going to be interesting on this. I think Georgia will be a little bit interesting too, just because you're going from Munkin to Bobo at Bama. You're going from um, Bill O'Brien to Tommy Reese and like places where there's like big, like, like change at like, not just from a title standpoint, but from like, like the the people running that offense, like and and quarterback and all that kind of stuff. Like there's going to be a drop off. I wonder how much of the factor of like these new rules that the NCAA has set in where you're going to have less, like you're you're, you're, the clock's going to keep running after first downs, right? Like, I don't think that is a necessarily a touchdown per game difference, but you're going to see lower scoring games like than we're used to, like just just because you're not going to be working with as much time, right? Um, I just wonder what that looks like. I wonder, I wonder how, how big of a difference that is, how big of a difference it is, like not just for Bama. Um That's not true. Benny Hanna Oklahoma did it in the fifties, um, and I, I just wonder what that looks like. I, I think because because I, I, I part of part of the reason I say it is, and also Brad Satan, that's a good point. I want to bring this up at the end. And if you guys have questions, like Brad Satan's done a really good job of this today, throw them out and we'll add them into the end, like and, and do more of like the stuff of the uh like audience Q and A stuff, um, mainly like, so I don't get sidetracked. But like that's another good point, like from from going from Bryles to Enos. And Browns went to TCU, right? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's still so weird to me, because especially with the head, KJ Jefferson coming back. Um, I just, I wonder, like, I feel like it's such an easy narrative people could make. Like, look at these numbers and how much they dropped from this OC to this OC. And I just wonder what they're going to look like across the board for for college football on the offense. Because we're in an era where it, it is a very offensive game. Um, and like, we're scoring more points than ever. I just think it's,
0: it'll be interesting to see, you know? Yeah, and I mean, um, there, there's a lot of change going on in the conference right now. I mean, talk about uh, a couple of big-time QBs from the best mm-hmm. two teams leaving and replacing that. Um, there's been a ton of coordinator turnover. Um, you know, like, Bama's got two new coordinators again. Um, I mean, it hasn't happened in several years, but... <laughs> uh, you, it hasn't you know, happened course, in five years. Of course, Munkin, you know, he. I think he was really towards the end of the year, hands down, the best assistant in the in college football. Yeah. Uh, that's a big loss, no matter how you, you spend it. Um, there's just a lot of narratives going into this season, um, plus being kind of the last season before OU and, and Texas joined in. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a fun off season. I think there's going to be a lot of chatter, too, about um, more expansion. I know Asenki came out and said they're, they're not going to expand past what they've done. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know necessarily that that's going to be the case. I mean, if Big yeah. Ten makes a play on some other programs, they're going to have to make a, a response. So it's going to be a fun offseason. I think it's going to be one of the more illuminating ones. Plus, you know, the, the door's wide open for – it seems like in this NIL era, you're going to have these TCU-type teams be able to come up right. and really challenge. Yeah. Let me ask you real quick before we get into the
1: basketball stuff because I'm going to send this um... – uh hold on I'm getting our our guests in here in a second um the the one thing i was thinking is interesting about this because this is just a year-to-year thing and it's it's so hard not to be a person of the moment all that kind of stuff um but like i know in the past they've had like I, I remember looking at these and like like dan mullen will be at like i don't know um like he was like top seven or top six at one year and then he's gone like he's because mm-hmm. what he did and like the next year he's out or coach. Oh, won the national title, he's like a top mm-hmm. ten coach and then he's gone. Um, I want to say last year, I think I know RJ young who I fucking hate and it does it just an an objectively bad job doing what he does. Um, he had, uh, the coach at, and I can't think of his name now. It's is bad. The coach of Michigan state Mel Tucker in like the top 10 coaches. And it was like, <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, like, he has a career, like an overwhelming career losing record. He's only been a head coach for like three years at the time. And it was like, what are you like? Just, just say you're a person of the moment. That's it. Um, which one of these guys do you think you could see from the spot they're in? Like, let's just say top 15. Cause I don't want, like, I don't want him in it. I don't want <laughs> Willie Fritz in it. Top 15 or even top 10, which of these guys has the biggest, who do you think will have the biggest opportunity to drop out of these rankings entirely or shoot up even? But I, I think, I think I would, Rather do like the dropping out entirely.
0: This guy right here, really, yeah. Because look, they're 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 replacing CJ Stroud, and you know I haven't heard of one guy like they had Ewers. He was supposed to be kind of the heir apparent, but then he right. transferred out. Um, I haven't heard of really like obviously they've got talent there, but I haven't heard of anything that says like this guy's really kind of the stud coming through. It's going to be a true QB battle. Um, you lose yeah. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, but yet, I think,
1: you haven't so much there.
0: You do, but Michigan's kind of beat your ass the last two years. And if it happens again this year, um I, I people were calling kind of I, I thought absurdly so calling for his head in a sense being like if you well if you can't win against Michigan, you don't need to be the coach. I mean, what if he does it again this year? Just, he could, he could, I could easily see him drop out of the top ten of this list. Yeah, that's fair. Not not totally out. Unless he like goes to the NFL or something. Yeah. What about you? I
1: I, I can't say day. Um I'm just making sure I sent this the right thing. I can't say day. I don't think it's fickle necessarily. I think it's hypal. Because I think that like I don't it's not that I don't think they're yeah. good. I just I mean, like that offense was hinged on a lot of things that had to be in place for it to be that good. And they're gonna put up points and they're and all that kind of stuff, but man, I just you gotta, you gotta, we were talking about this last year going into the podcast or going into the season, how it was like, we all just kind of accepted that we thought Tennessee was going to somehow be a 10 win team. And we didn't have like, there was nothing to tell us that necessarily from like, from like continued consistent success over like, like the past several decades, getting that in back-to-back years is not easy to do in this conference. And you're going up against, I don't know what their out of conference schedule looks like. Like, like I don't have it in front of me and it's fucking March, so I don't care. But like, I like i'm pretty sure you got to go to kentucky i know you get south carolina at home you got to go to florida which is maybe good maybe or maybe tough maybe not you get georgia at home but i don't think you beat georgia like you got to go to tuscaloosa i I just I, i i mean like now that you've been to the mountaintop and the 10 win season and every and like the hype with that program which is like it's you know there he is. Um, it's like the hype with that season or hype with that 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 fan base is like they're not like they don't wait. Like they're not a rational fan base. Tennessee fans are not like a, a group that are gonna be like, Yeah, you know what, we should give them another year. Like, fuck that. They will burn they will show up with like pitchforks <laughs> and like tiki torches and burn down the entire place. Um come on. Come on. They did that! <laughs> They, like, set – didn't they set shit on fire when they were trying to hire uh,
0: – You I tell, tell me, bro.
1: They spray painted a rock. I know that. And, and they didn't even <laughs> – That's use, a little different. They didn't even use self-tanner, which is, like, fucking stupid. That's not even how you do that. So, um, mm-hmm. all right. A guy that doesn't use any self-tanner um, and lives in California and got a fantastic haircut, I might add, that he already warned me about. We're going to talk a little basketball. We're going to switch it up and talk about Final Four. uh, Not Final Four, March Madness. If you guys have your picks, um, I'm not going to run a bracket this year, just so you know.
0: I don't know. know. That's fair.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but anyway, uh, yeah. Adam Spencer, our good buddy and basketball guru. That haircut does look good. Oh, thank you. I can't tell. Needed needed that today. I got you. Well, you already (laughs) forced me to say it because you texted me about it yourself. Um, exactly. I can't tell if this is a callic in the front or if this is like a like a cool like Josh Hartnett type thing you got going on here. I Josh like Hartnett. Wow. I'll go. I'll, I'll
2: settle for a Josh Hartnett type thing. He's, he's <sighs> he's a, you know. Fella. Also,
1: we should do a ranking of this at some point. I thought about this today. Like the five things that I hate that society tried to push on us the most in my lifetime, which is sweet potato fries, that fucking YouTube al- YouTube album on our iTunes or iPods, and then Julia Stiles and Josh Hartnett. I
2: just. We've so really we're just force that on us. So we're just saying those two together, or just no. Josh Hartnett? Oh, okay. Uh, ever, they had their own individual rankings. <laughs> I mean, Josh Hartnett's in a couple good movies. He's in that. Have you guys ever seen that Lucky Number Eleven movie? That is a good movie. That's a great yeah. movie. And then he's in that uh, that like vampire movie up in Alaska. It's like Thirty Days of Night or something like oh, that. Yeah. I, surprisingly, I, I surprisingly, surprisingly okay. okay.
0: Josh Hartnett's like forty-five now. That's pretty crazy does he look yeah. like? The exact same. I just looked shut over. up. Yeah.
1: I fucking hate Hollywood. <laughs> Anyways,
0: we're not here to talk about hard net. Yeah, we
1: could. we talking <laughs> about cutting down the hard nets. Seems. Uh-huh. Woo. Um, all right, Adam, you are a uh, basketball um, guru, as I referred to you, and I really wish you would have taken on that fucking poster in the background before I told I told everyone that because it just says baseball. <laughs> um, but uh, no, so. Um, obviously like everything comes out yesterday the conference tournaments were last week um it's like the best time of year for obviously for basketball and like i know you you've like started watching this in, in november and i you made a comment in like our slack group that i hated you were like why don't we all just calm down and and not be upset the basketball games are coming in for ba- football games and i was like there's tuesday night action i don't give a shit about tennessee arizona um but but like you you Love college basketball, I feel like, more than any any person I know personally. You've watched the entire season, which I can admittedly say I have not. I've only watched since January. Biggest takeaways from yesterday, biggest snubs from, like, just right off the bat from the committee.
2: Well, so my biggest takeaway is that uh, the committee was uh, very, very clearly watching those early season games with me. Yeah, Um, Because – there's no way. First of all, there's no way Arkansas should be an eight seed. They've lost four or five. Uh, you know, they've had some injuries like, you know, they they lost in the first round of the tournament. Like their record is not that great. Uh, they're right. four and ten, they're four and ten in quad one games. So it's like know. being an eight seed is very generous yeah. for them. Uh, you know, I think that they still belong in the tournament based on how things shook out a little bit. Uh, Further down the bracket, but uh you know, same thing with Tennessee. Like, how the hell is Tennessee a four seed when Mizzou is a is a seven seed? Right. Mizzou has a better record. Tennessee twice head to head, and the balls lost to Mizzou in the first round of the tournament. They don't have their point guard. Like, I just, I just don't yeah. get like how. Like, if 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 if, T- if you're telling me T- Tennessee is a four seed, fine. Then Mizzou is also a four or five seed. I just think that it's it, the, the discrepancy there, pick yeah. one, like they should be very similarly ranked. Like I'm fine with both teams being seven seeds, but I'd also, you know, if, if you're telling me that Tennessee's a four seed, no, you got to make them both. So I think it's just, again, you know, the non-conference schedule was really important. And, uh, you know, I think I, you see that with a team like Texas A&M too, right. who had a terrible non-conference schedule and, uh, and, you know, even though they went 15 and three in the SEC, like they're a seven seed. I wonder how often that's happened. I, I can bet it's not a lot. I, that was my next question. Because, and I, and so we, we try to do like,
1: we're trying to do like more national stuff as well. But we obviously will like, you and I, we work at SCS, we cover the SEC first and foremost. And, and we'll obviously start there. I was, I wasn't surprised they got eight teams in, eight teams in. The seeding was very confusing. And I was telling Tyler this when we started the show when they kept doing the side-by-sides of like, oh yeah, my, here are my hands. that I told you about <laughs> um, So when they kept doing the side-by-sides of like, like here's one team and here's the other team. It felt like for me and maybe I'm stupid because there's so much that goes into college basketball, like rankings and seedings that like, it, like cause there's 323 college basketball teams in division one, right? Like, or at least around there. So to whittle it down to 64, like all the net rankings and and like all it's very confusing. There's a shit ton of stuff that goes into it, but like to look at A&M and to look at, at Mizzou with 25 wins a piece in the sec, a conference that I'll say is not the best basketball conference in the country. I think the big 12 is like, again, um, to have 8 teams in though and you went 25 and 7 and you sure and you know with A&M going 15 and 3 being a clear cut second best team in the country beat Alabama a week ago and they're a 7 seed like and I know why it's cuz those early games like you were talking about and and, and Vandy not getting in it just kind of felt like we were like Vandy was good enough to get in and it just kind of felt like some of these blue bloods I almost felt like Dick Vital was the one making the fucking bracket because there's nobody that's a bigger
2: homer in the world than Dick Vitale is for blue bloods and basketball. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at Mizzou and, uh, and Kentucky and you put, uh, you, you put Kentucky across their chest and they're all of a sudden three or four seeds, you know, yeah. like they're and, and like, and that's, you know, I, I think it's crazy just to show, you know, I am biased towards Mizzou, but here's, yeah. here's me being unbiased. It is crazy that Mizzou and Texas A&M are the same, are on the same seed line. Texas A&M right. should be higher. They beat, they beat the crap out of Mizzou twice. And, you know, it it just, they, they have a 15 and three record compared to Mizzou's 11 and seven in SEC. So the fact that they're both seven seeds is very strange. Yeah. Um, So, you know, again, you're right. It's just like, Tennessee is, I guess, a borderline blue blood. They get a lot of respect from, from people despite having not really done anything. Um, And, you know, I, I think that, you know i i wish that tennessee had done more i don't hate tennessee it's just their track record of success in the in the ncaa tournament has just absolutely not been there and i think that this loss of uh of zakai ziegler like that that would be like if if the you know if the uh boston celtics were going into the playoffs without like jason tatum that'd be like if it's it's He's their energy. He's their spark plug on both ends of the court. He led the SEC in assists. He was up there and steals. Like, they they say that they take into account how you're playing. And you know, two two teams like Arkansas and Tennessee just seem a little overseeded. They both belong in the tournament. It's just they're a right, little sure. overseeded. Mizzou, Texas A and M, underseeded. Uh, Kentucky probably slightly overseeded, but uh, you know, I I just I just think that this year's bracket in particular has been one of the more bizarre that we've seen beyond the uh, top two seeds in each in each bracket maybe even the top three seeds probably in each bracket but then it just gets crazy right
0: who do you think got the best matchup in the first round out of the sec i mean take out obviously like bama versus the 16s team (laughs) but you know know, uh,
1: first off you don't even know who we play yet brother there's a playing game for that
0: i heard that corpus christi team's got a hell of a squad this year, but <laughs> anytime Bama faces Texas A&M,
2: I hope they win.
1: I don't care if it's Texas A&MCC. So
2: you you asked me you asked me best draw right? Not yeah. Not, okay. Yeah. Um, you know I think I think that even without Zakai Ziegler, um, Tennessee should be able to manage Louisiana. So that's one that I'm penciling in the Vols. Um, and I think Arkansas really got a favorable matchup there too. Um, Illinois has been. You know, I, I, I'm from Illinois, so I watch a lot of Illinois basketball, too, uh, in addition to my SEC stuff. And my goodness, that team has been frustrating. Um, yeah. You know, they they can't beat Penn State to save their lives. Um, and they just like they've just been up and down uh, their best players. Terrence Shannon Jr. earlier this year when uh, asked about Shannon's leadership skills, Brad Underwood, their coach, literally literally went and just, made a, just made a fart noise so so that tells you a lot about you know the state of Illinois program so i i just think that uh that arkansas got a favorable first round matchup there uh you know obviously i think uh the battle of the kansas is in the second round arkansas and kansas uh you know i think that that's uh that's a tough draw but uh first round i expect them to take care of business against uh uh, mercurial Illinois team to, to put it lightly, I've lost. Uh, they are like the most from a gambling standpoint. They've been more
1: frustrating than any team I think. Besides, I mean that actually might be the most like besides Arizona maybe. Um, yeah, but like they've been very frustrating because they had like I, I remember early in the year I had I forgot who they were playing. It's only a couple weeks ago I had a I had a parlay that was like I don't know it's like plus like seven fifty or something and and like they were the last leg of it. And everything else had hit and they were losing by like 17 at the half. I think it was Northwestern or something like that. And it was like, and they somehow come back and win.
2: Yeah. And I, it's
1: crazy. Yeah. And I had already bitched out and asked Bobato to give my money back. And I was like, I'll just finish it. out now. So I didn't win. Um, who do you think got the worst draw? Because I, I think like like Tennessee, as much as their fans hate me on Twitter and as much as I hate them, I will pull for them against Duke in in round two just because I hate Duke. Um I like Auburn playing Iowa seems like not a bad draw. Um, it's in
2: Birmingham that? too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Much to Kelvin Sampson's chagrin. He's uh, had some comments on that today. what did he say? Oh, he just, he's just like, I guess we uh, should have, you know, won even more games and won even more tournaments to, so we could, you know, <laughs> not play a road game in round two. So, Oh um, yeah. Yeah. It's, isn't it's weird. Yeah. But I, I do think that that's an interesting case because, uh, you know, Alabama will also be there. So it'll be interesting to see how the fan split is in Birmingham. Um, You know, because Houston might have some supporters from the Crimson right. Tide faithful who are, so it might be more neutral site than Calvin Sampson thinks. <laughs> I think Kevin he um, says that, that, we had like
1: the Bama, Bama bought like 90% of the
2: tickets. That makes sense. <laughs> there are one seed, so yeah. might as well. Um, But yeah, to, to, uh, to, to answer your question about the toughest draws, I mean, we go back to those seven seeds who are highly underseated. Like Ken Pom fucking loves Utah State. Yeah. He has he has he has Utah State as the number 19 team in the country 18 team in the country. And, and they're 10 a 10 teams. seed. And they're a 10 wow. seed facing, of course, Mizzou. Mizzou. <laughs> and and they have to play at the ass crack of dawn in Sacramento. It's like 10:30 AM local time. But like that's a ridiculous. I thought it was I thought they couldn't tip off until like 11, but I, I, I they're, don't know. They're tipping I, off at
0: 1030 in the morning,
2: 1030 in Sacramento out here. Yeah.
0: It's like my like, basketball league when I was like 10. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, <word>. You know, <laughs> get, get a good breakfast, I guess. Not too big of a breakfast. Cause you got to play right after right. it's, it's just like, and that's, and that's not just, you know, that's, that's unfair to Utah state too. Both teams are, are yeah. kind of screwed by that, but I mean, that's a really tough draw from the zoo in round one. And then, Arizona in round two. Um, you know Texas A and M again, the other seven seed that's underseeded. You know they, they face a red hot Penn State team in round one. Yeah. Um, you know Jalen Pickett uh, is a is a guy who has the chance to become like a household name this March. You know there are always some guys who really boost their stock with uh, with good performances in March Madness. Jalen Pickett could be that guy. Seth Lundy could be that guy from Penn State. Um, and you know if they win, then they get Texas in round two, and Texas that's just best. Just like absolutely embarrassed, uh, Kansas, Kansas in in the Big Twelve tournament, which I enjoyed immensely. I'm um, but uh, so that's a tough round two draw for uh, again after going fifteen and three in the SEC tournament, and making it to the final. Like, what what more did the Aggies need to do to avoid this? Yeah, so, so they they should be really upset with with their draw too, for sure.
1: Um, just point blank, and we'll get you out of here uh, after this. Uh... Who Wait, I got one need?
0: question after after this one, too. Oh, go ahead. All right, so if I'm filling out my bracket, and this I'm looking more nationally now, I need a seed 13 or lower to get to the Elite Eight or the Sweet 16. What's one of those teams right now that I that you're betting on to kind of advance past the stage they definitely should, shouldn't, should you know, first, second round into the Sweet 16 Elite Eight? Swear to God, Ooh, um,
2: MCC. Yeah, I, like you said, they, Corpus Christi is a good squad this year. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, there are a couple. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how far I'm going to pick any 13 and higher seeds to go this year. But uh, I am looking at uh, UC Santa Barbara. They play a fun style of basketball. They're they're playing against the Baylor Sea team that's probably a little highly seated at number mm-hmm. three, um, and they've just been inconsistent all year too. Uh, they've got a young backcourt uh, with, you know, with not young, they have, you know, Adam Flagler has been there forever, but uh, LJ Cryer is kind of young and Keontae George is a freshman. So if they get into some turnover problems, then, you know, that's, that's a, that's a 14 seed that could, that could win a couple games. Um, and then, you know, Berman is another in that same region. Um, I think that there's, there's two, there's two truths in this South bracket, and that is that Virginia will be the biggest test to Alabama if they get there, because the best way that I could think of to potentially, if anything's going to be able to slow down Brandon Miller, it's a Tony Bennett defense, mm-hmm. but I'm also not a hundred percent confident that Virginia will even make it out of the first round, but yeah. that's the story. That's the story of Virginia, right? They were the mm-hmm. first one seed to lose to a 16 seed. And then they came back next year and won the whole damn thing. So when it's working, it's working when it's not, it is not, and uh, so I I think that they're the biggest threat to Alabama. But I could also see Furman winning that game, and then you know you could have them against 12 seed Charleston, who a lot of people love, and uh, or San Diego State, who would yeah, be San like De- another. Uh, but they would be like another defense first, slow down the pace uh, team that uh, that if they just beat Virginia, why why not you know so that's that's another uh, team mm-hmm. I like. 12 seed though, I like. um I like VCU. Mm-hmm. I think that they they can beat St. Mary's. I think St. Mary's gets a little overhyped every year. Um, just if they, especially in years where they beat Gonzaga once, um, but they don't they which don't do like, much outside of that. It's
1: unfair because from what I can tell and what I know about that basketball team, which is not much, they play Gonzaga
2: 38 times a year.
1: Right, so. exactly.
2: <laughs> and I also have the winner of that play-in game between Mississippi State and Pitt. I think it's going to be Mississippi State with their defense, but Iowa State is a vulnerable team. They've been inconsistent all year, and then I think Xavier is a is a is a winnable game for that 11 seed in round two. And even if it's even if it's not uh, Mississippi State, I mean, Jamarius Burton is is one of those guys too who could like like Jalen Pickett become a a household name in in March. I mean, he's he's an elite scorer for the Panthers. So those are a couple other double digit seeds that I like. Awesome. Um,
1: All right, closing out. So this is my last question. I and I will say this. I Herman Brown's been saying this repeatedly in the in the comments, and I actually agree with him. Arizona, I think, is a really good team. I think it's like a tough uh, draw for Bama just because of like how like we already we've seen them beat Tennessee earlier in the year. Um, I think they went two and one against UCLA, which is obviously a really really good team. Um, I I think I don't think Bama makes that. I, I can't like I will say this. I'm not trying to hedge. I will be ecstatic if Bama makes it to the final four or wins at all or what the fuck ever. Huh. I just have a very hard time believing after what I've watched for 30 years, 36 years in like Bama basketball that they are going to, they've only been to the elite eight once. And it was at a fluke season where they were an eight seed and upset, like the number one overall seed in Stanford. I just have a hard time thinking they're going to somehow get to the final four. I have Arizona beating them. Um That being said, everyone's filling out brackets. Everyone this time of year, you hear every single time, that, like, on ESPN or whatever, my fucking hands, um, like, what you hear, like, this is, you know, the most important part of filling the bracket is veteran leadership or a good backcourt or whatever. Give me, like, the top one to three things that you look for when you're filling out your bracket and, like, for, like, the most
2: important things in March. Yeah, I've, uh, I, you know, I've uh, hinted at it a little bit here. I like, I like um, a talented backcourt. Like, I, I, I think that you, even if you don't have veterans all across your roster, like I want, I want veterans at the, at the guard spots. Um, that's why I have Purdue as the first number one seed to lose. Um, I have them losing to Memphis in round two, just because they start two freshman backcourt players who are not, um, going to probably play in the NBA, Braden Smith and uh, one of the lawyers, um, I forget which one, if it's Fletcher or Foster, um, But uh, but yeah, so they those guys have been inconsistent all year. Um, so I, I have Purdue losing to Memphis in round two. Memphis just gave uh, Houston all it could handle in the AAC final um, and late in the regular season too. So and then another thing is like you you've got you really do have to look at um, at like veteran stuff because like the the last like – like uh, since like two 2015 Duke um, or whatever Duke team uh, most recent, most recently won the title um, there's hasn't been a freshman. That's been a top three scorer on a, on a title team in that time. So we could certainly see that this year, if Kansas wins it all again, because they have uh, Grady Dick, who's, um, who's uh, <laughs> a, a sharpshooter. Um, Duke is uh, going to be a popular pick to win it all because of how they're playing. They have a, a lot of freshmen again, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it is always worth it to look at veteran, uh, veteran leadership, uh, when it comes down to the, the like, so like a team like UCLA is an yeah. intriguing option there. Um, you know, Arizona, I think is pretty veteran. Virginia always has a shit ton of veterans. Houston, obviously. Um, if Houston's healthy, you know, yeah, they're the going to be faster. they're going to be motivated to make it to the final four in Houston, too. I mean, right. Jim Nance is going to have the biggest orgasm ever if he gets to call <laughs> if he gets to call his alma mater's national championship in Houston as his final game of the NCAA tournament. So, you know, watch out for that. Um, but yeah, I can I also just say before I go that I just fucking hate my final four. Like, who's your really final four l- and also
1: he mentioned if you guys don't know who who uh Grady it's a Grady Dick
2: Grady Dick yeah Grady
1: Dick not a great dick but Grady Dick um <laughs> he's he's not a tall guy he's like i think he's like 5 6 something like, he's but he's perfect he's perfect in that offense as i'm sure his girlfriend tells him so um <laughs> but, <laughs> adam who's who's your final four
2: right now i've got uh duke arizona texas and kansas and i I okay. just I just hate it. I picked Arizona to win it all last year and got screwed yeah, by that. Um, you know, I, I I hate Duke. I hate Kansas, <laughs> Texas. Texas doesn't.
1: <laughs> just just so angry.
2: Coach got fired, and yet you know, here I am with with them in my final four. So I I don't know what I'm. Yeah. I, I hate it. I hate it. I might switch uh, Houston out for Texas, but like I, I just I just hate these teams. Arizona is one that I want to get behind, but they burned me last year. They burned me, so I'm just—I'm not over that.
1: Well, yeah, go um, with yeah. Your heart. sounds like your yeah. cold black heart is just well to away. Adam, tell everyone where they can find you on social media, and also tell them about the newsletter. Man, you do a great job with it. We appreciate you coming on.
2: Yeah, of course. Um, you know, you can find me on Twitter at Adam Spencer Four. Um, you know, we have the Blue Chip Grit newsletter that's getting fired up here for uh, one last. One last month of uh, hurrahs here, so we're making our final four picks in that. So go to bluechipgrit.com to sign up for that, and uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's about it. All right, dude. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, we'll um
1: we'll get at you soon and talk about how much you hate your final four. That'll probably be all right. So, yeah, well, if yeah, I loved my final four last year. So, there you go. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> yep, sounds good. See, you, man. Okay, that was interesting. I love that, man. That's like he knows he he like. It's so hard to follow college basketball, but Adam does such a great job with it because it's like it lasts forever for one, and also um, it's so difficult. Like, because there's so many damn teams.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna pretend to know. I'm not. I'm not gonna fill out a bracket this year. I just can't do it. You're not gonna I don't, fill um, out a bracket? No. There you are. I mean, I probably will.
1: Yeah. What the fuck?
0: But not for serious money. I, I have not been into college basketball this year for some reason. Maybe it's because my team has absolutely sucked. Worst, by the way, you know our we got really bad ever since we lost our coaches to um, Mizzou. Yeah, that'd be Mizzou's, awesome. Mizzou's Dennis Gates and uh, their head assistant coach uh, Charlton Young were both under Hamilton during our recent like really good run. Yeah, great coaches. Yeah, they've been really good. Um, okay, let's get out of here.
1: Um, we will once again postpone the. Uh, the bit about um, the, I mean, unless you want to do it, the quarterback room rankings.
0: Oh, no. We've already been at an hour.
1: Okay. So um, real quick, give me your top five. Last time was the Oscars. Give me your top five sports movies of all time.
0: Um, all right. So I'm going to have to go rookie of the year five. Okay. Just a big time. Yep. With the arm.
1: Funky
2: butt-loving.
0: I thought that one was better than the uh, other movie that came out at the exact same time with the guy on the Twins. At, what was it, like, the Big Leagues or something like that? Little Big League? Uh, little Big League, yeah. I thought Rookie the Year was
1: about, about what do you call it? Rookie of the Year versus Little Big League. Like, Little Big League had, like, actual baseball players. Yeah, yeah. Like, which I enjoyed.
0: Also had but the a- characters on the Cubs were awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, because we were kids.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm judging this based upon, like, when I watched it and, like, how big of an impact.
1: Because
0: um, all these are actually from my childhood. Okay, go ahead. Number four, we'll go Angels in the Outfield. Oh, my God. Yep. Number four. Angels in the Outfield. Number three, Mighty Ducks. One. First one? One. I did love D2. But you know, you gotta draw a line somewhere. Uh let's see. I mean, I could switch it up and go with the uh the movie where G Baby dies.
1: Hardball? What is like these are the most depressing, like what is wrong with you?
0: Happy Gilmore, number one. Number one Shut sports movie fuck of all
1: up. time. Happy Gilmore is your number one favorite sports movie of all time. It is. It is
0: for me. Was grown ups? Yeah, we just going out in sailor movies now. The basketball scene. Yeah. Um, No. No, it's not.
1: Okay. Wow, that's tough.
0: Number. Sandlot's probably in above Hardball. I was just kind of. I just wanted to remember and shout out G Baby, RIP. He's not really dead. Oh, he's not. No.
1: (laughs) I used to think when I was a kid. I used to honestly think that like when people died in movies that they like died. I was like, that's a tough role to accept. And I was like, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? I was like, five. And she was
0: like. Did they just give their kids the money that they. Die? <laughs> I was
1: like, yeah. I don't know. They're killing animals. They were killing animals like in the 90s. Like yeah. in movies. Like Braveheart, they were like fucking like just murdering horses. The amount of glue that came out of Braveheart is incredible. All right. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. um, Number five. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. Remember the Titans. So ridiculous. Yeah. I mean,
0: that it's obviously on the list, but I had to leave it off.
1: Yeah. Number two or number four. I would say the Sandlot. Yep. It's pretty good. Fantastic movie. Um, Three, I'm gonna say Rudy, even though there's some problems with Rudy. I got some problems with Rudy. Um Rudy is really good. Um fuck. I feel like I'm forgetting something as of recent. Like a recent Movie number, I, I don't remember what number two is. I, I will say Mighty Ducks two is a great movie. I'll watch it anytime it comes on. Yep. Nope. I did an article about this. I don't know if you remember this, but like Mighty Ducks two is just like they just. It is the most absurd storyline ever. It is just like they sprinkled in like this like affirmative action type thing on this team. This is the worst hockey team in in rec league hockey in Minnesota the year before. And they're like, you know what, you're going to you're going to play for the USA. Not just you guys, but we found a Hispanic kid in Miami who's really fast, an Asian figure skater, a girl, a cowboy from Texas. And then a kid in Compton like that is like fucking absurd. <laughs> this is ridiculous.
0: Dude, knuckle number puck. Don't, don't hit on the knuckle puck.
1: Oh, you know what? Number two is, you know, what? I'm not hitting the knuckle puck. You know what I'm hating on in that movie? is you're in inner-city fucking L.A. You're in Compton, and these kids are playing roller hockey, which is already unbelievable. And then they flip up like somebody hits a puck over the fucking fence, and it hits someone's car window as he's walking out and sees all that happened, and he's like, oh, 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 well, alley-oop, and, like, throws it back to them. It, that, that will bother me for the rest of my <laughs> life. Um, number two is Little Giants. Spike, don't play with girls. I stress. Is Spike mistaken? Ice Box. God damn it. Oh. Number one, the greatest sports movie of all time. A League of Their Own. It's a phenomenal movie. It's like, very underrated. And I'll tell you right now, one of the greatest lines of all time when he says, he's like, are you crying? Are you crying? He's like, Rogers Hornsby was my manager. And he called me a talking pile of pig shit. And that was when my parents drove all the way down from Michigan to see me play the game. And did I cry? no no you know why there's no crying in baseball and like umpire comes over and he's like she's crying sir he's like little roll of thumbs like can anyone tell you a little penis with a hat on it's a phenomenal just the best movie of all time
0: i've you never know. seen that you've never seen a league of their own nope
1: all right well i don't like- believe in
0: women playing sports man
1: or being able to never mind <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right guys thanks for tuning in uh here we go. I don't know if I'm going to be on the double episode this week yet or not, but oh, yeah. uh, we should have a second one. Cool. Alright guys, talk to you soon. Peace, peace, peace. Love, love, love.